0: Welcome to Explorations of the Heart and Soul, Guided Meditations by Australian Zen Teacher Andrew Toutel. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. So this morning will be a guided meditation. In a way, it's a a continuation of the guided meditation from Sunday. And today is Tuesday, the 7th of March. I didn't record the guided meditation on Sunday. In a way, guided meditations are all a continuation of the same guided meditation, just coming in at different angles and different perspectives, different words. But the silence is always the same. And I'll maintain silence at various points throughout the guided meditation. So please settle into your
1: posture. As you all know, the importance of
0: stillness is is central to the sitting practice. In aligning ourselves with the stillness of the body is our conduit or
1: gateway into our true nature of inherent peace and joy. So let's take a few moments just to settle into our posture. The posture itself provides a kind of physical container for the mind, the mental contents of the mind to settle down.
0: And then, of course, it opens up into the vastness of the container of our infinite true nature.
1: Settling into the gentle movement of the breath.
0: Sometimes short, sometimes long, undulating, rising and falling. Always present, always moving like the
1: waves on the ocean beach.
0: The title I've given to today's guided meditation is from a book by Kosho Uchiyami called Opening the Hand of Thought. I really recommend this book. It was also a book that uh, Joko also liked very much. One of the chapters in this book is called Waking Up to Life so this guided meditation the theme of this meditation is waking up to life Life, of course, is all around us.
1: You see and feel life directly. but there is also the the invisible dimension of life the true nature of life of consciousness
0: we could say that Awareness is synonymous with the
1: notion of life, waking up to life. Life comes in infinite variations,
0: yet there's only one life, waking up to itself in all these different forms, the 10,000 things. Our way is to become one with life, the great teacher.
1: I'm currently watching a TV series on ABC iview. The title of the series is Humans. The theme of the series is Synthetic
0: robots who were human-like in terms of um, If you look at them They look just like a human being But they were made as machines to
1: Act as free labor in the economy
0: But the uh, The fictional component of the series is that the creator created a program
1: to generate sentience. So a small group of these synthetics,
0: they call them, synths, are actually conscious. And it makes for an intriguing exploration of the of the ethical dilemmas in all of that. But what I wanted to share with you this morning and what struck me in the the second series, um, the program is, is released globally, but uh, not all the synths wake up. Only, um, only one or two wake up every now and again. I was just struck by the metaphor of the synths waking up
1: I just try to imagine that, I try to imagine being a robot, it's very difficult to imagine being a
0: robot because a robot has no inner life, has no feelings, has no thoughts, It is simply basically
1: an object, it has no subjectivity. But then all of a sudden,
0: can you imagine what it would be like to all of a sudden wake up to life? I mean, we sometimes hear stories of people who were born blind regaining their sight or born deaf and regaining their hearing. But can you imagine all the senses, the five physical senses plus mental life, being turned on
1: like that. What struck me about that
0: was what a miracle that would be. to suddenly in one moment be transformed from being a robot to being a sentient being. And then of course, what struck me following that thought was how much us, human beings, sentient beings, forget the astonishment of being alive. In a sense we just become sleepwalkers again. We turn off to the the
1: astonishing wonder of being alive. In a way, the metaphor
0: of waking up is equally applicable to us. We've fallen asleep to the astonishment of being alive. You now, zazen practice is here to create the condition for waking up to the astonishment of being
1: alive again, not taking it for granted. Let's just take
0: a few moments to appreciate our life, appreciate the five sense gates, appreciate
1: feelings and thoughts, memories, the whole caboodle. What
0: an amazing miracle this being
1: here is, this being here alive and sentient. Waking up to life.
0: Feeling the breath. Hearing the bird call. The sound of traffic. The view of the distant mountains and the blue sky yonder.
1: Trees, flowers, smells, tastes. The touch. Ah, the touch. You see, it doesn't stay that simple for too long. Because uh, when the synthetics woke up,
0: part to the amazing wonder of sentience, they also began to experience both pleasure and pain. And pain and pleasure tend to complicate things a little bit. And of course, the awareness of
1: death, which also complicates things a little bit.
0: And then of course, the whole notion of relationships, which also complicates things.
1: Loyalty, betrayal, trust, mistrust. falling in love attachment
0: generating loss the whole caboodle life is one package comes with the good and the bad you can't just have the good without the bad and set vice versa no pleasure without pain
1: No joy without sorrow. These are the colors of experience. We wouldn't wait to be any, any other way. but it complicates things. So waking up to life, appreciating life, is one
0: essential core realization that comes to us in our Zen practice. Joko's teacher, Mazumi Roshi, was very fond of his saying, appreciate your life. It's one aspect
1: of our practice. The other, the other aspect of our
0: practice is to do no harm to self or others,
1: it's
0: the ethical dimension.
1: How do we relate to this
0: world of pain and pleasure without doing harm to
1: ourselves and others? How can we be with that? How can we learn that hanging on or holding on to pleasure or trying to
0: push away pain is not going to work? So we need to introduce a third element called our true nature or in Buddhism often called Nirvana. So Nirvana is not opposite to samsara, the world of pleasure and pain. Nirvana is all about how we find our peace and freedom
1: while remaining in the world of pleasure and pain, samsara. How do we find the centre of the cyclone, the centre of the hurricane, where our peace and freedom resides?
0: You see, in a way, suffering, which
1: includes pleasure, as well as pain, is necessary. So all sentient beings suffer. And all Buddhas are sentient beings.
0: And as the story goes, you all know the story, it's suffering
1: which arouses the, the Buddha mind,
0: the calling to awake. No suffering,
1: no search, no arousing of the buddha mind, bodhicitta, the way-seeking mind, the motivation to awake. That is why, in the Buddhist cosmology, being born
0: as a human sentient being is seen as the perfect body to be born into.
1: It's preferable to being in a kind of godlike body, and obviously, preferable to being in a A demon-like body. So this human body,
0: this finite human body mind is the perfect
1: place to be.
0: So whenever you're feeling
1: anxious or depressed or fearful or sad, just remind yourself that this is the perfect place to be in this body and mind. So let's come back to contemplating life. Life as it is, the only teaching.
0: When we are talking about life in this context, we're not talking about a objective analysis of the biological elements of life. We're talking about the lived experience of being alive as a human being. We're talking about experiencing. First person
1: experiencing. We're both human
0: and also one with the totality of life itself. We're not separate from life itself. And how we experience waking up to life is as consciousness or awareness. And this consciousness or awareness we all share and participate in is the same consciousness and awareness. doesn't matter which historical period we're born into, or which culture we're born into. The awareness or the consciousness of life itself is the same. You could say that Zen is the religion of life. Or if you're more religiously inclined, it's okay to see ourselves as being human and divine. Life could also equal
1: God, if you're religiously inclined. If you're not, just use the word life.
0: And consciousness, life itself is aware of being conscious. Don't take my word for that. That's something you have to discover for yourself, just quite simply by just continuing to notice. The miracle of awareness, of being aware. Being aware is knowing that you're aware. It's the knowing of objects,
1: but most importantly, it's also the knowing of itself.
0: Being aware of being aware. Some Western phenomenologists call that self-affection or
1: self-intimacy. And this is the key to nirvana this is the key to peace and freedom the doorway the gateway the gateless gate when we rest as awareness or consciousness it's life itself we can't harm anybody and we can't be harmed. Life itself doesn't die and isn't born.
0: All the infinite variations of life are constantly being born and constantly dying. Within our own physical body, this is a process of cell death and birth that's going on all the time or countless infinite number of little beings that exist within our body, constantly being born and being died. The microcosm of our body is
1: like a vast universe. Can we never separate
0: from the one universal self, or the
1: one universal life force, which has inherent intelligence, awareness, consciousness. The absolute life itself, a religious God.
0: That's why Joko Beck was fond
1: of the biblical quote, Be still, know that I am. Be still,
0: know that you are,
1: I am. Resting as I am. Not the little I of our multiple eyes of our ego self, but the, the divine I am. In that sense, we are both human. And
0: divine. We all participate in humanness and we all participate in divinity. We're both visible and invisible. We're both impermanent and permanent. We're both temporal and eternal. Both aspects of our being are important. It's important not to get stuck in either side. If we get stuck in eternity, that can be problematic.
1: If we don't see eternity, that can also be problematic. We are both mortal and infinite. We both die and never die. Let us always
0: remember this miracle of being awake to life, of being conscious. Never forget
1: the astonishment of being here at all. We'll just sit for a couple of minutes in silence.